Thank you for tuning in to this week's Just Ball Things. If you're catching us on the podcast, remember to give us a rating and review. And now, on with the show. Shut up and sit down. or evening from wherever you're listening across the world. Welcome to another episode of Just Ball Things with me today in the flesh. Flesh. After a week hiatus, I guess. Flesh, skin and bones. I'm touching his leg right now with my leg. We're wearing the same colour pants. We are. This is fantastic. You know those chinos sort of... (laughs) Dark brown chinos, yeah. Dark brown. Light brown chinos, yeah. Brown and yellow. Brello. Brello. Yeah. Speaking of Ello... No, let's not get into that right now. Not yet. Yes, with me today, as always, we have the J-Man, Jack Manuel. How was your America trip, buddy? It was swell. Swell. Super well, or like subtly well? Yes, Nick, we've done this before. It was super well. It I, was I, super well. I enjoy uh, that country, and I got to see the Nets win some games, which they haven't done for a while, mind you. I think their last game, maybe they won. No, actually, I think they've won a game since I've been home. Um, but that's a that's a discussion for another day on the Brooklyn Buzz, and now on Spotify. Nick, still, Bang. we want to try and get this one to Spotify. I'll, I'm, we'll I'm working on it. It is uh, it is harder than, uh, than I thought. It requires a little bit of money. Back us on Patreon. No, we don't have a Patreon. But if you just want to send me, if you just want to send me some money in an envelope, cash that is app. completely fine. Isn't it like a cash app? PayPal transfer. Thank you, No Dunks, for telling me about Cash App. Um, it, I actually don't know. I skipped through all their ads. All oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they they made a in the they made, a, they made a joke about like uh, oh, you know having ads, and yeah. I'm like I don't listen to your ads. So we, I skip through them. <laughs> we have ads now. Nick reads them obviously because they're, oh, obviously they're more relevant, and uh, I don't think people want to hear an Australian accent. Oh, don't want to hear those sultry tones. Speaking mate? about funny enough about Indochino. It's the, the, the classic sort of ads. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, if you do want to support the podcast, any podcast that I am on, be sure to hit up Indochino Roman. And I can't remember the other sponsor that we have. Uh, slash Brooklyn Buzz or Slash Buzz? Yeah, is that, just... Is that your promo yeah, we're, code We're buzz? buzzing. We'll just, you know... We'll, I don't even know. Nick does it. I, I just, like... <laughs> I'm the, the guy who... Just, I'm, I'm like you. In terms of the Ooh, fact that, like, yeah. so it's like I, the guy that does nothing. Yeah, I, I love that role. Yeah, the, it's a great role. Well, you, you produce this at least, and he produces this. So, like, I'm technically just like the odd man out when it if comes to did, production. Uh, if we did, if if it came to ads, it would be something I'd do. It would yeah. be something I'd do post, yeah, for sure. Um, but we don't, so that's great. It's one less task for me to do. My name is Nick Busing. Did is. you know? What did I know? Star Wars came out today. The Maladin- yesterday, Mal- yesterday, Maladinian. No, no, that's Mandalorian. <laughs> I still got it wrong. Man, half Delorean. <laughs> that's Rev how you can remember it. That's how you can remember it. Half Actually, man, yes, half Delorean. I'm just gonna remember Rob Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Schneider is a Delorean. No, the Star Wars game came out. The Fallen Order. Oh right, right. That's what I was. I was playing it before Jackie Boy. Very rudely intruded my gaming time to record this podcast it's a more impressive task you can you can game later mate you know, uh, oh oh we'll be talking i about, will we'll be talking about other games Ooh. basketball basketball games Ooh. oh good segue not the best segue we've ever done uh you can contact us on twitter at uh, the jman jbt or at jbt nick you're 65 still uh maybe uh 
I, I you, need to you don't get a notification for when you uh, lose when you lose a follower. I think if you install an app, you can do that sort of. thing. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, I mean Chelsea's got that for face. She had to pay for that app. <laughs> why? For, uh, she, for why? why did she pay it for? So it? she could so she could find out who unfollows her. Why and she could she... find out if she's following anyone that isn't following her back? Why did she so pay she for it un- though? She paid like three dollars for it's it. It's still it like a one-time thing. Oh, oh I God. I completely agree. It is madness. Sixty-eight, 68 mate. What? I must have gotten three notifications that I did not check. <laughs> oh, wow. Because we are flying here, Jackie Killing boy. It, buddy. Well Hashtag done. get to seventy. Yeah. At JBT Nick. At JBT Nick. At JBT Nick. At JBT Nick. Uh, Design slash off the glass. You can buy some awesome merch from us. DSGNTree.com. Got some awesome ones there. Uh, and as always, we're affiliated with OTG Basketball. Uh, they have an awesome news website and uh, podcast network. Uh, so yeah, give them a follow at OTG Basketball. They've got uh, the Brooklyn Bars. They've got full the- access hoops. Heater's gonna heat. The NBA Outlet. NBA Outlet. That's the yeah. one I used to listen to. Yeah. Yes, that's right. And now you, you we, I, 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 I literally have no because I, I've, I've been watching some. I've rewatching Breaking Bad. Yeah, it's yeah. been entering my life. Yeah. So my time has been taken up with TV. Mine is literally basketball. Like. And and then there are so many... If I'm not working... So many basketball I'm, podcasts. It's weird. If, if I'm not working, I'm consuming or like creating basketball content. Like on my notes, like I I used to put it straight and this is a, a behind the scenes look of how I prepare for this podcast. I used to put it directly onto the doc, whereas now I have our notes. So then I've got like other topics that we could talk about, but I didn't put on like, you know, there's a Chicago Bulls one. There's mm. like, a, I think a Miami Heat one or something because we've got a lot to speak about. Uh, email jbtpodcast.gmail.com. Do that plug for the BMS, Music Manuel Without Scale. Without further ado, do yes, it, let's do it, get do into it, this. Do it, do it. Uh, so the Music Manuel Scale, this, uh, for those that you are new, this is a JBT created scale. that sums out how likely things are to happen in the NBA. We scale it from alternative fact, Twitter fact, Wikipedia fact, which is a little bit more credence than Twitter fact, and straight up fact. Yes. Mellow. mellow. <laughs> <laughs> Hoodie Mellow. Same time. Sweet Melon. Sweet Melon. Hat Mellow. Hat Mellow. Hat Mellon. He, he, lo- he wears a lot of hats. He does wear a lot of hats. I like his hats though. He's a swagadelic man. He is definitely. Uh, Appreciate the swag. Signing Carmelo Anthony. It was a savvy move from Portland. The Woj, the Woj bomb dropped sometime yesterday. Did. Yep. Um, about this signing. I was at work. Yep. Uh, which was great news to, uh, to break up the work day. Did you? Who who dropped the bomb to you first? Because I messaged you as well. Nah, Bleach Report dropped the bomb to me. Damn. Yep, yep, yep. You got you were you were close. Okay, but know. when I'm at, when I'm at work, I hear my phone buzz. I check it. Okay, it's just straight. It's just straight away. And right, I, yeah. I saw the thing. I'm like, oh yeah. Yep. And then you messaged me. Yep. All good. You're almost on Woj level, mate. Not almost. quite. Even though it was Bleach Report that told me not Woj. A Bleach Report told me. Well, Woj told Bleach Report again. That's what I mean. Like it all cycles down. Obviously, Bleach Report got their stuff from Woj. Yeah. Uh, JBT's not on that scale, no. but this is on our scale. Absolutely. Signing Carl Anthony was a savvy move by Portland. Where are you putting this one? I'm going wiki, Nick. Um, I'm I'm an, a mellow optimist, as Ooh. they say. You sickened me. Uh, I know you are a mellow pessimist, um, but <laughs> I just think that for what the Portland Trailblazers need right now, and with the the uh, the raft of injuries that they've uh, endured, you know, obviously Zach Collins out. Um, losing in the offseason, I think it's underrated. I think we might have spoken about it on a previous podcast, but I really disliked losing Mo Harkless and Al Farouk even just as bodies to have as wings in the most important vital position because right now Mario Hazonia is starting for them and Mario Hazonia is one of the worst 
defensive players I've ever seen play. And now he's, that, that is, he's, he's not lighting it up on offense either. He like. is not doing that either. So, like, at least with Mello, if, I mean, if we get some semblance of maybe OKC Mello even, that is going to be a better version of someone who could probably start for this team straight away. And the news is, I mean, everyone was pretty hyped up the fact that he would be versing his old team, the Houston Rockets, on Monday. But apparently he's going to miss that game in their next matchup and will be back for the uh, road game or home game. I can't remember. Actually, I I believe it is a road game against New Orleans on Tuesday. So uh, we'll be seeing Melo very, very soon. By the time you listen to this, you may have seen Melo play and uh, our takes may be validated and or not. Um... Uh, what are it's a it's a case of who like who are, you're right they, they can't continue on the trajectory that they're going if they have playoff aspirations and we they, still- they can't they've got they've got one too many injuries and not enough and that is leading to not enough depth depth in their forward positions oh but Carmelo Anthony <laughs> Jack I mean I, I why not it's it seems to have been the common theme uh with this signing, it's just like, why not just take a flyer on him? It's I feel a like this is, deal. this is, that's right. Uh, there's little risk, little reward. <laughs> I think there's some reward. <laughs> sure, there's some. I think there's a bit more reward than you do because. Sure, there, I mean, there is some reward. I mean, what, what really strikes me, and I look at Carmelo Anthony's stats in isolation, is the 40% free, th- the 40% three point, um, yeah. sorry. He's a good three point free- shooter. 32% three-point shooter. Yeah, but that's... I mean... That- 40% from the field, but... But... that Those are damning stats, beyond a doubt. But it's the 12 shots a game that I'm concerned with. Yeah, but like... Because I don't want the ball coming out of... I don't want the ball coming out of Lillard and McCollum's hands. McCollum hasn't been that great to start the season. Either, but he's but better. He's, of course matter, he is. He's better. I would, I would prefer they- McCollum shooting 15 a game than Mello shooting 15 I, I, a game. I, the thing I'm more worried about is that 0.5 assist number. Um, sure, I mean, he's if a, he is like... He is who he is. If he, I, I think that like, you know, if he's, you know, jab-stepping in the low post and he has McCollum on the perimeter, he has Lillard... Then he kicks it out. That's an easy assisted game for him. Uh, I'm not saying that this is going to solve all the issues. Won't do it. Won't do it, It's not going to solve the issues at all, Nick. Uh, I, I I agree with you in that sense. And we spoke about it last week um, on no la- the last episode of the pod where we were like, they need to get someone else. I still think that they should be, you know, attacking a Kevin Love, a Danilo Gallinari, an Aaron Gordon, you know, these sort of guys to bolster that. Because, like I said, that there is a, an opportunity. Damian Lillard is playing at an absolutely insane level, like he always has been. So they need to strike while the iron is hot. Melo doesn't necessarily solve any of the issues, but he can't. I don't think that. I think what you're speaking about is he, he can make it worse though. Like I don't, the, the whole little risk, little reward. I I think he he could make this team worse. I, I, th- I think if we're talking about situationally in comparison to OKC and in, and in comparison to Houston, I think that it is a better fit chemistry-wise, organizationally. And I remember, because I, I posted a video on, on Twitter of Damian Lillard two years ago, I think we even spoke about it on the pod a couple of seasons ago, about their desire to recruit him to the team. And then I think Chris Haynes tweeted out as well that they, you know, did consult Damian Lillard and he was uh, he was happy to have him on board. So I, I think that there's... Uh, Melo from two years ago is a completely different commodity to what he is now. But in that sort of sense of the imagination, I'm, I'm higher on his basement than you are and higher on his 
ceiling than you are. But in saying that, I do understand that it is incredibly low in comparison to getting a very capable NBA player and forwards that we just discussed in the names that I just listed. Sure. Um, it, it, just, it just feels like New York was the best situation for him. Uh, and that was not a good time in that last season. Like, when has New be York fair, ever been a 20, good time? Twenty-two points. Like, I think it's just more than New York. New York way of being just soul sucking, succubi. Hey, I was, I, I, I travel to that place a lot. Don't. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's great. It's a great stadium. If I, it. if I was not a Wizards fan, I'd probably be a Knicks fan because it was my. It was the best Basketball in stadium yeah, experience. MS, MSG's epic. Ever. Yeah, and MSG's epic. It's, thank, uh, never, never going to say these words again, Jack. Thank God I'm a Wizards fan. Because, <laughs> holy shit. We saw, Pazin- we saw Paul Zingas. We did. Yeah, and Dwight dunked all over him. Yeah, that's post- right. That was such that was, an awesome that was, moment. Uh, Houston, Houston Rockets, Dwight. That was, uh, yeah. that was a while ago now, that trip now. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but 22 points a game uh, in, in uh, New York. But I... St- he still had this air, this aura of mellow. Of, yeah. of like, there's no other aura, it's but it's just mellow. Yeah. But he brought that to OKC in Houston, and it's, it's just, it's this, it's thunderstorms now, Jackie boy, thunderstorms around this man, and they seem to follow him. Hey, but the, it's, it's, it's already pretty rainy in Portland anyway. I'm not like um, a savvy move. I'm giving this one a. Twitter. I okay. am. I, I'm, I, I thought you were going alternative. For I'm a going. I'm going on the negative yeah, yeah. because you're right. He's probably the best of a bad situation yeah, yeah. in Portland. Yeah. I just hope and pray that this does not just implode their organization. And I have faith in Terry Stotts. That being said, I probably had more faith in um, Mike D'Antoni. Yeah. Um. It's it's hard. It is so hard to say. Uh, because those t- if those 10 games in Houston were anything to go by, this experiment could be uh, very bad. We'll wait and see. We'll get to his former team. Speaking of imploding organizations, the <laughs> New York Knicks. <laughs> Tell us the latest, Woj. What do you think Fisdale's fate is in New York City? Uh, Steven, I think his dismissal is inevitable, barring you know, a dramatic turnaround Jackie Boy, in the immortal words of the Fizzy Dale himself, they're not going to rook us. Uh, yeah. you, you didn't hear that, they're but not uh, gonna rook us. They, they're not going to. They they are going to rook they you. Definitely mate. Are. They a, definitely are. They definitely are going to rook you. So Nick David Fizdale's firing is inevitable. What do you got? Fact. Yeah, this I is think a, it is. this is. I think I in my predictions I put Scott Brooks as the first coach being for, or, smoky, or maybe a it? smoky. I think my Smokey was Fizdale, so was maybe, Fizdale, maybe, remember, yeah. I think we spoke we about it on the last pod. We'll, we'll revisit that somewhere soon, see what's come true. Yeah, we might do good. a mid, we'll mid-season like this, one. Like this all. time capsule sort of thing. Yeah, all-star break, I reckon we do that. That's it. Um, yeah, no, this is... It, yeah, he's done. It's fun. It's, I, I mean, we could have an entire podcast about the New York Knicks because I have so many thoughts about them, obviously being a Brooklyn Nets fan as well. It, it's Just mus- trashing <laughs> It's music to my ears, but I, I guess, you know, and don't throw... Um, stones at glass houses or whatever it is yeah don't don't throw stones at glass houses. while it's while you're living in glass houses okay well like um that. i'm i'm in a wooden house right now but the knicks obviously it's always the coach who's the scapegoat sure. and in this sort of sense i think that there is problems top down and it starts at the top with jimmy d james dolan good old jimmy d um yep. and you know the the press conference that occurred um but at the end of the day david fizzell is going to be the guy and i think his coaching has, like, I think all of it is true. James Dolan, horrible owner. 
the front office trying to spin things and make it like, oh, we want to be competitive mm. and like almost in the playoffs. Horrible, bad. But David Fisdale, how he has coached this team, I, at the Sacramento Kings game, I spoke about it a little bit with you. They just didn't run any sets. Like, there was just no sets. It's just like, all right, let's give Julius Randle the ball and, like, he can do whatever he wants. Bobby Portis, you're coming off the bench. You can have some um, some touches now. And Marcus Morris, who is somehow the best player on a basketball team, that's not something you should say about Marcus Morris or want any of the Morris brothers. He is, like, Marcus Morris is good, and mm. but I think he's good as a fourth or fifth option. And, I mean, he did... Oh, that far down the line for Marcus Morris? Give him a little bit of credence. I don't... Well, like, in terms of on a championship contender. Oh, sure. Um, okay, but enough. in that sense of the imagination as well... He did also get a game winner against the the Dallas Mavericks yesterday, and that saved. He did, he did work for Celtics as well. Like he, yeah, as I'm, that, I'd say second option for Marcus Morris is is still a good on this team. Not on the. I mean, on this team they're bad. So yeah, sure, he's team, the first option I, I because think they're a shit team. They are. Sh- New they, York, don't at me. Yes, you're bad. Um, Deal with it. Stephen A. Smith is is certainly not <laughs> not happy with it at all. And I mean, this I, is. I don't think he helps his situation. Like. Did you expect anything else? Um, I, this is what I don't understand. I don't get why Knicks fans thought they were going to be good. Because I think in terms of how you communicate a message and a brand, they're like, well, this is what we wanted out of free agency. It's like, nah, you no, kind of wanted didn't. the players that went to the team across the road from you guys. and They're just such a proud uh, organization. That it's hubris. They can't. They can't deal with loss. It's it's hubris, and that's and oh. it starts with James. And for those that don't know, I learned hubris in um year eleven literature. Hubris. You know what it is? No. <laughs> <laughs> I have heard the word. I don't know specifically. What it, it means. It's it's like um it's irrational confidence and irrational arrogance. Oh, that, oh I'm full of hu- hubris. Yes, hubris. So like you're just so full of yourself and mm. so fu- and so like arrogant that like it's your downfall. Mm. It's it was in Antigone for those that are, uh, are old school literature fans. Ooh. Bang! I'm just uh, chucking. You're just, you're I'm not. Uh, you destroyed it, man. Uh, it's a, it's you're well, James Harden in the last two weeks because you're because you're monstering it, mate. Don't compare me to James. Compare me to someone else. All right, <laughs> uh, compare me to one of the best sports media personalities of all time. Like before we move on, we just need to hear this from Stephen A. Smith. Oh, I do. I do. Do you have, have it. it? I do have it. Do I you do have, have just it. Play it. All right, here we go. Wait, wait. How do you do that? <laughs> do that? He's shaking. What the hell is going on? It is possibly one of the greatest moments. Yep. Yep. Def- I mean, he's had some great oh, moments. He's insane. He- Stephen A. Smith, you're a gem. Do you remember the start? Of, do you remember the like in um it, uh, um, during free agency and they did an episode, an introduction to first take, and Stephen A. Smith was like looking out the window of like the New York skyline, <laughs> all pensive because like they announced that Kevin Durant was going to Brooklyn, and it was. <laughs> Phenomenal! <laughs> I suggest everyone like go and look it up. I mean, we could watch Stephen A. Smith do this. We could have an entire episode just of Stephen A. Smith takes that we will react to. It there would be a, our dream. There is a Stephen A. Smith soundboard out there. I, that in light of this fantastic soundboard, we need that a he, second podcast. That he has the Stephen A. Smith memorial, like in <laughs> in tribute to. But um, yeah, it's it's an absolute fact. This is as, as simple. Oh as yeah, Fiz- Fizzy Dale is uh, gone. He's gone. 
And there he's is gonna no be rooks. way there is, take you know, that, take that for the data. data he's, he's, he's gone. He's taking his data with him he, wherever he goes. Little data that he's doing because he's not playing any sets. Person, he's not running any sets. Uh, no, he is not at all. But a person who is producing lots of data for mm, his basketball mm. team is the Don himself. Is Don is good. Let's hear what Bill Simmons and KOC had to say about the Don. Well, this team can be like Luca already, I agree, is an MVP candidate. I think he's a top 10 player in the league already at 20. But Amazing. Jackie boy, do you agree with the Kevin O'Connor? It's Don time. It's it's Don time. It's Completely Don time, my friend. Um, <laughs> so there's a hashtag fact? I'm Wikipedia fact because I've watched uh, a few Dallas Mavericks games. I watched the, the Knicks game yesterday. And the one-legged, he got like fouled and he like threw up a shot and it went in. Did you see yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He right. is a freak. Like and he is he like, was doing that last year as yeah, well. Like he he, yeah. he has become more efficient, more complete as a player in only his second season. Like he's nearly averaging a triple double. Like it is wild, and he's carrying this Dallas Mavericks team. He's making. Ca- I think he casually had a triple double against the Knicks. He had a, you he know, had a triple it was double a loss, against but the Lakers like, as yeah. well. He's having triple doubles left, right, and center. Um, he is he's a sensational player. Top ten MVP worthy. I don't classify as MVP worthy because the Dallas Mavericks aren't winning enough. Mm. And I think there is a, a realm where it's it's Giannis, it's LeBron slash AD, uh, it's James Harden. And for me, that's the realm. And I, you could even maybe throw in a Pascal Siakam in there as well. Uh, but for me, top 10, I think, is you can have more of a conversation about. I think that he's up there. And it's hard for me to say because Corey and I, when we did our preseason OTG top 50... The two players who we got the most grief over were Devin Booker at 40 and Luka Doncic at 39. I wanted to have Luka Doncic higher. And Corey, if you're listening, I'm letting this out there (laughs) because I'm throwing you under the bus. I wanted to have him in early 30s. And even then, that's conservative. Luka Doncic is a top 10 player right now in the sense that he is uh, a franchise superstar and he's going to be an MVP contender for years and years and years mm-hmm. to come. And he's he's a baby. He's Second a baby. He's, 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 he's cute his... as well. <laughs> he, does have a, he does have a little bit of a cuteness He's very cute. Too, I like sure, what, sure. When he like smiles and stuff and like he uh, when he does like post-game media press conferences he's like, I like playing basketball. And I'm like, he's just, he, he seems like happy. a genuinely good bloke as yeah, well. Yeah, like, he's just happy. I like that. I, I vibe with that. When he, uh, was it the charge or was it, there was a there was a moment where he absolutely poleaxed someone mm. and instead of, you know, doing the whole like walking off, like, um, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I think he got the foul for Marshall the shot. sort of thing. Uh, uh, he helped the other guy up. I'm like, yeah. you don't, he's, you don't fake that. That's not no. a faked thing. No. He's a legitimately good Dude, I love Luka Doncic, uh, and he's an absolute baller as well. Like, so do you have any PER at the moment? Yeah, that is, it's he's wild. insane. Averages around thirteen to fifteen. Yeah, for record, Top I think ten- it's on a bell curve. Is PER on a bell curve? I don't really even know. Yeah, league average is fifteen, yeah. so it is on a bell curve. Yeah. So he's uh, very much better. He's two players worth. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the, in that sort of sense, Nick, if we're going top ten, so around that sort of top ten that we had for like OGD top fifty was like. Joel B, Damian Lillard, Kyrie Irving, these sort of guys. I think he is better than some of those guys right now in terms of sure, what he's... Sure, right now, yeah, Like, sure. I would have him in the same realm as an NBA. I think he's better than Kyrie Irving right now, which is sacrilege to say. Um, Damian Lillard, I think, is better than him. I think he's in just under that realm. I think Damian Lillard is like seventh or eighth best player in the league for me. Mm. You know, Paul George and his comeback game was insane. I think he's around that range where Embiid is, where Kyrie is, where I think he's better than Jimmy sure, Butler. Yeah. I think he's better than Kyrie. Because so. if I'm solidifying that top five with the likes of he's not Kawhi, yep. yeah, Kawhi, LeBron, AD, Harden. Steph. 
on his day. He can't. This is the thing. You can't put. If you're putting Steph in there, I'm putting Kay, Durant yeah, in there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, then, then right, I'm, not, I'm not putting Steph in there. Okay, he can't play it. All right. Well, then right now, who's like the fifth best player in there? It's Damian Lillard, probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, yep. Yeah, probably. If we're looking at like the best teams in the league and like you know who's the best player on the like Pascal Siakam, I think is like a rung underneath as well. But he's playing like an MVP, and we will get to him very soon. So, is so is, is Siakam is Siakam playing better than Doncic at the moment? No, I've I've watched him. Uh, he's he has Spicy P's putting wins on the board. We'll save Spicy P takes for when we speak about <laughs> Spicy P in a specific segment. You bum, which is like you look okay. at the doc. Okay. Right. Okay. So, but. Is he is he an MVP candidate? No, no. If the Dallas Mavericks were a top four team, yes, yes, for sure. Yeah, uh, best player on that team uh, by a country mile. Yeah, uh, and if if that is resulting in wins from yep. a second year guy, I know he's insane. Oh my! Oh my! Um, Nick. Oh my! Uh, prediction for the future: Rookie of the Year. Obviously, well, I mean that wasn't the future, but that was last year. Winning Rookie of the Year, most improved this year, MVP next year. He right. does the back to back to back, and then he gets the most improved again because he's won MVP. <laughs> yes, Nick. Well, all right. So it, you, <laughs> so it's for uh, me it's wicked because it, it he is top ten, but he's not. Yeah, he's this is a borderline alter- MVP. alternative for MVP. And... Not alternative. I think it's Twitter because I think that it's still early days, and I think that he is an MVP candidate in the way. That yeah, but it's an MVP candidate. You're not. You're not. Projecting MVP stature in July, you're saying right now is he an MVP candidate? No, and I'm saying no, okay. he's he's not an MVP candidate yeah. right now. He is amazing, but unfortunately, there's this little thing called wins that yep. everyone seems to be so hung up about. Um, that's that's what happens in sport, Nick. Yeah, let's, wins, wins, wins is is winning. Yep. Let's get to my mortal enemy. <laughs> so, but my thing is, is this Rachel and Jackie is that. It's not fair to the fans, and it's disrespectful to the ones before us who paved the way. You look at the guys in the 80s and the Larry Birds and the early 90s where these guys were getting paid a million dollars, two million dollars, and they was putting their bodies out on the line every single night. And here we are, the fans is why these players in today's game are able to get paid 30 to 40 okay. million dollars a year, and it's not fair to the okay. fan base. So that there was uh, was your mortal enemy, uh, Jackie Boy, Kendrick, Kendrick Perkins. Perkins uh, just like that man, strongly. Discussing load management. Uh, he obviously touched on the players of the 80s. The 90s. 90s. 80s 90s? and 90s, paving the way for uh, for superstars now. So Nick, for to... you, load management yeah. is disrespectful to the fans and former NBA players. No. So it's alternative, alternative fact. Can't, I, I, I think, I'm, this isn't me like wholeheartedly agreeing with Kendrick Perkins, but... Within this load management debate that has been raging on, and we haven't discussed it yet, so it's why we had to discuss it, can't more than one thing be true? Can't it, yes, be like a little bit disrespectful to the fans, and can't it also be like, well, these players need to take care of themselves? No. The, 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 the fan base is... Oh, the fan base will be there. The fan base will always be there, this and it is an f- unfortunate... It's, this is not about the fans. This is sport is not about the fans. Sure. It is not about the fans, but it, Jack. In a... It is about the competition, and it is about the players in that competition. The fans will come if their sport is is worthy of spectatorship. Yeah, but in that sense, the imagination, if we're talking about different sporting leagues, speak about the AFL specifically, which is a not-for-profit league that is run by its members. We invest and we go to the games. The money is generated by the fans. Yes, it's but different. the fans are drawn by the game. 
Yeah. And to get the best quality game... You need to rest the players? You need to rest your players. You okay. need... I don't give two shits about the team who might come into that city once and they don't get to see their... Uh, their Kawhi Leonard. Put, uh, uh, Kawhi Leonard. Who, it been, doesn't matter. It's been It's not now. about the random freaking Wizards fan out in Maryland that can't see LeBron James because they're on the complete other side of the um, other side of the country. Yeah. It's not about them. Okay. It is not about these individual players. And they are not playing this game for the fans. It's funny. I've actually... They don't play the game for the fans. I don't know. I, I might have told you this story, but like, I've personally experienced like load management like uh, probably three or four years ago when I went to an OKC game where... might have been five years ago, one of the first ever NBA games I went to, where I think Kendrick Perkins might have been on, the, um, on that team then, funnily enough. But KD and Russell Westbrook... I think Russ was injured, but then KD was rested. So I was like, I paid like an, an exorbitant amount in at the time. Like it was a hundred dollars, but the tickets ended up being twenty dollars because they ended up being rested. And that that for me was more frustrating as a fan <laughs> in the in the sense that like I, I understand, but I do I do also sympathize somewhat more than you with the fan experience. Oh, I I sympathize with it. I just don't think there's a backbone to the argument because if that happened to me, that would suck. I'm traveling to America yeah. specifically to go see the Los Angeles Lakers for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just so happened to get him on a road trip yeah. and LeBron James sits out and yeah. that would suck because yeah. he He's the reason I'm going. Okay. That and AD, like the sport, I'm still not upset with the um, situation because I'm still seeing a sport that I don't get to see yep. too often. Yep. Uh, whereas someone in a hometown will, might get to see, you know, 40 games a year. And so, so that that appeal is, is less so. And so I can sympathize with that. But the ultimate goal of these teams is to win championships. Yep. If this increases your chances to win championships, then they they shouldn't have to factor the fan in. And I think, like, and they spoke about this on the jump or whatever, but it's, you know, load management sounds like, you know, a term you use during, like, No Nut November. Like, it's... <laughs> you're, like, it's it's a, it's a silly... Gotta manage them loads, it's Jack. A, it's, a, it's a silly term... But, you know, and now, you know, it's, it's already been changed with Kawhi Leonard. He, he's... It's not a silly term. It is exactly what you're doing. You yeah. are managing their load so that they can give it's... 110% it's funny. in the playoffs. 110% is impossible. 100% is the most one person can give. But that's for another day. It's, <laughs> I think it's all like, it's again, it's terminology. It's like, you know, when you speak about like feminism, like, you know, men get up in this uproar, but it's like feminism is actually just, and I'm going to go on a sure, it, feminist right here. Like it just means branding. equality. It, load management has a poor public image at the moment, and but there's nothing wrong it with the have term. A, yeah. Phonetically speaking, like yeah. load is a, is a more than adequate word. Yes. And so is management. Yes. But then you fuse the two together. What and, would you come up with? Nick? And someone... Give me something. Honestly, if, if it was fatigue... Fatigue. Fatigue. I don't care if it's two games in the season. Okay. You can get fatigue. Like, I hate I hate it what when... A- also, when people say, you know, you've had... Um, you've had four... Oh. You've had four days off. Yeah, yeah. You should be able to play, like, the, the, back, the back-to-back. Yeah, yeah. That's not how... Like, you can't... You can't accumulate rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, once you've spent your energy... Yeah. It's not like, okay, well, my reserves are all back to 100%. I can d- completely deplete them again. Whereas, like, if you're rested in a day, 
you're if you rest two days, it doesn't mean you're doubly as rest. Yeah, like the... you, it's not a it's not a linear accumulation yeah, yeah. of energy, and it's that's what frustrates me the most when people was like, oh, well, you've had this much time off, so you should be able to do X, Y, Z. Well, no. If they're completely rested, then they can only give as much as they can. And then if they need to rest again, then that's that's what it needs to be. They want players to play at sub-optimal capacity. And that's that's poor... That's going to bring out more injuries and a poorer quality of the game. Yeah, and and I think... Like, scheduled losses scheduled losses are a thing in the NBA it's an old school mentality and it's, it's, it's and stupid yeah it, it, it's stupid and, but like I, I I think I sympathize with it a little bit more because I we've been to some NBA games and funnily sure. enough we it was the, Carmelo yeah didn't play Melo did not play and how, that game how annoyed was Kieran when we got there and oh like sure we, I mean we all got his, he's his favourite we, we all got the notification as as literally as we walk into our seats at MSG and it's like Carmelo Anthony is out and I, I think it was there was Skepticism already, and like you know, the, the news around. But and, and uh, he, was, Kira, he wanted to go home. Yeah, he wanted to. But <laughs> he, he is he is a crazy man he, who is very over. That's what, that's what fans are. Overreactive. That's, the, that's in the definition of fan. Fans He's are, a Timberwolves fan. Like yeah, and, uh, who loves Carmelo Anthony. You're fair a, enough. Nick, you're a Wizards fan. Uh, we'll get to. <laughs> in fact, you've got a nice little segue for me there, mate. We will get to the Minnesota Timberwolves, and we will get wiggy with it. These are the numbers we expect him to have. He's ha- he's got this kind of talent. So uh, is it is it unusual or is he having a good month? It's too early in the season to, to actually tell, but this is ba- basically he's setting his own bar now. And and now that you've shown me that you can do it, I expect it. Wig dog, mate. Wiggy. Wiggy, wiggy, wiggy man. Yeah. What about him? It just how good has he been Well, we were, we were going to speak about him <laughs> two were, or three yeah. episodes ago. Mm. And we're like, uh, and you were like, look, just save it. I'm like, okay, Give cool. it some time. And I kept Let's it on my settle. notes. Let's I, percolate. I kept it on my notes as like, I just had Andrew Wiggins as like just a, an, and then this came up from, I think his name is Reggie Theus from Sirius XM Radio. And the, the clip goes on to say, you know, he thinks that, you know, he's playing at an all-star level. So with that, Nick, can, and will Andrew Wiggins Make the all-star team. I'm going... Oh, uh, that's right. But that's the thing. I know. The fact this that is the thing. The fact that the I'm fact contemplating. That you've, you've, he's gotten you. He's gotten you, mate. <laughs> he's, he's got you in his net. And Wiggins Island, he's mate. also got me in his net. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Good. He, he's... How has he looked so different? It's the, he looks like a shell of himself. In a good way. It's because a, it's his nice previous shell. shell was shit. Horrible shell. <laughs> Horrible. He's like a, a hermit crab that <laughs> finds a new, awesome, better shell. Like in The Simpsons. Like, you know in The Simpsons where, like, at the end of the, the beach episode where the hermit crab... Oh, yeah. Gets and then a, it goes into a Buzz into Cola. Buzz Cola can. Buzz Cola is a good graphics can. I like sure. It. So, he, Andrew Wiggins is Buzz Cola. Um, yeah, he's just improved he's passing, in, he's in rebounding. every facet. The system around him now is utilized to his strengths. And for me... Andrew Wiggins' strengths are his athleticism, i.e., he is rebounding the ball better, and he is getting to the free throw line. He doesn't. He doesn't have to have craftiness or finesse because he is a superior athlete, and he sh- and and uh, you know stylistically and analytically, 
the best form of basketball is getting free throws and getting threes. That's what the Brooklyn Nets emphasize. That's what the Houston Rockets emphasize. And now under Ryan Saunders, that is what the Minnesota Timberwolves emphasizing. You know, he's not shooting. Uh, how is he shooting the three ball? Actually, I haven't. Looked. It's it's not the the clip is not tremendous. Thirty six percent is good. It's better. He's yeah, it's, over I his mean, career. Sure. That's what I mean. He's, he's gotten better in every single facet of his game. Yeah. His effective field goal percentage has gone from forty seven for his career to this year being fifty three. That's about average. Which and fifty three. Yeah. But that is average. Yeah. And that's good. And he was that an is, average player. That's right. He was a well below average player. Uh, I figured, given it was five years, he he was in the league. This is his sixth year. This is his sixth year, yeah, and it's just fine. This is testament. I mean, if this can continue, ten games in. I mean, we're only an eighth into the season. We spoke. Uh, if this can continue, it's 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 a testament to how long development can take. Yeah, even I mean, from these college prospects, I it mean, can take several years. I mean, before yeah, you start Victoria Depot. Um, yeah, I, for I sure. Listen to a sure. podcast. You know, Chauncey Billups didn't really blossom. Oladipo didn't have the. Oh, I guess he was. He was a top five pick, wasn't he? he was Oladipo, yeah, he was number two pick. And Wiggins was one, wasn't he? And yeah, you know, yeah. Up Jabari Wiggins Parker. Was, yeah, that's right. Also, you know, number two pick also flourishing in Atlanta night right yeah. now. I mean, a lot of that has to do with uh, Trey Young, um, who we will eventually speak about, guys. I, I'm I'm not sure if we speak about him this episode. I haven't I haven't looked, but Wiggins Trey has not uh, for has not exited our uh, space thoughts, thoughts. spectrum. Thing, don't perceptual. People can't see you move. They your can hand. see me moving they my can't. hand. They can feel it. They I wonder can... if like the sound. Can you hear the wind <laughs> running through the mic? Do it again. Do it again. Furiously. I, I, I won't. I won't do anything. You, you do <laughs> the hand again. It's so dumb. Go. <laughs> <laughs> it's making through? a sound. It's making a sound. Oh, God. But Andrew Wiggins is passing uh, as well. I've done uh, a lot of dumb shit on this uh, <laughs> podcast, mate. But that's, mate, it's, it's, that's got to take the cake. It's four years in. You know, <laughs> I think you know we're at a point now. But his passing's also obviously gotten a lot better. But I think the teammates around him are also uh, are, are in a, a sense complement his skills. So he, he's. Not really an all-star because I don't think I think no, Carl, I, d- I don't think he's quite there, but it's it's close. We're contemplating Twitter. Oh, yeah. I think both of us are complimenting. Oh yeah, compliment, compliment, sure. contemplating. Contemplate. What was I saying? Complimenting. <laughs> um. So yeah, I think he is. He's had a tremendous year so far. I really hope he does because for me, the best thing about this NBA season so far is things like Devin Booker and, and there is just it's all about the the basketball and the players. Like occasionally there's some crappy injury news, but there's no like outside influence. Like that, you know, the whole China debacle and your know, trades and stuff. It's all about the basketball and the players right now, and that's fun. It's fun mm. to analyze, and we will continue to do so in the next topic. Go back to the document, please, sir. I'm... Well, uh, hold on. I want. I want right, to say something about uh, about the Wiggins man. You do. You do it about the Andrew Wiggins and person. It's, it comes like there are obviously stati- there's statistics to to go Stats, man. to go through with Give this. Give it to me. I'm about but it. But it's. The eye test that has been so appeal appeasing for yes. Wiggins, you watch him play and he plays aesthetically very different to what he played last year, and he's driving a lot more. Mm. And it's it's concurrent in his in his uh, stats. He was forty percent of forty percent of his field goals came from less than ten feet in okay. uh, last year. Yeah, and that's up to forty six percent so far. Right. So he's driving a lot more. He's taking more three pointers. It's just it's just fun times. It is. It is Minnesota could be. I mean, we spoke about on our season preview. Like I, I think 
I feel like I was always more confident about Minnesota because of how high I was on Carlton yeah. Towns. Neither of us were really high on Andrew Wiggins. Of, I, I and think we both put them out of our playoff picture, we though, did. from what I can remember. We did, but yeah. I, I think that they're a, a legitimate candidate, if, sure. especially if things continue as I, they I are. Think they make, I think they've made enough of a good start that if they don't completely capitulate, they will make the playoffs. Though they did lose to you and an absolutely massive sure. Mo Wagner game. 30 points from Mo Wagner. Uh, 25 yeah, minutes, baby. Speechless. Uh, you were literally speechless, speechless when I showed you that. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't watch the game. I've been I've been a busy boy today. I saw the Bradley Beal stat line. I'm like, classic Bradley Beal. All-star. 240 points. not see the Mo... Oh my 25 God. minutes, baby. He's been good that for you. amazing. He's been really good for he you. He has. Taking yeah, good, yes, good charges. I really has. like him. Yeah. But Nick, we'll get to a team that has been performing incredibly well. Also, the Boston Celtics. I think they like where they are right now, and they got a really good chance this year. Last year, everyone was expecting so much from the Celtics. What did they do? They disappointed. This year, they had kind of been floating under the radar a little bit. The chemistry is clearly better, and really what you have is Gordon Hayward, who you know is now two years removed from that injury. So he's a different player. So even though everyone kind of wanted to put everything on Kyrie Irving, let's remember that Gordon Hayward missed an entire season last year. Like, he had some good moments, absolutely, but he hadn't been great. He's kind of back to where they thought he would be. They de- I definitely could see them in the finals. Do I think they could win a championship? I'm not so sure about that. I definitely could see them in the NBA finals, though. So, Jackie boy, that was uh, Frankie Ice. Iceman. I like, I like that, Nick. Ice Ice, baby. Fra- Frankie Ice, uh, the Iceman, Frank Isola. Uh, on the Celtics, and the question I pose to you, mate, are the Celtics a legitimate NBA finals contender? Uh, wiki for this one, Nick. Um, I think that they're bridging the gap between you know the Sixers the nine Bucks. and one at the moment. Yes, and we went we literally went through their record. I was yes, I was, we literally did. And yes. and they they haven't beaten you know high quality caliber of teams other than the Milwaukee Bucks, which was an incredibly impressive win again at the start of the season. But you know, I, I in terms I don't of, know, mate. They beat us, and we we just beat the Timberwolves. So yes, there's Nick, something it's, in that. It's relative, all right. Yes. Uh, it's not all about the Wizards, but. I it's think that they're they they they're missing, obviously, a center. So if they could somehow acquire a Stephen Adams, a Clint Capella, or even you know just someone else, because I like Daniel Tice, I don't mind Ines Cantor, you know, Robert Williams and Grant Williams are, are fine basketballers. But that is what, for me, is, is taking them from being in, like a, a final contender to being maybe even a championship contender because their wing depth right now, you know, Jason Tatum is playing incredibly, as is Jalen Brown. Marcus Smart is playing like a defensive player of the year, as well as hitting his shots. Kemba Walker has fit in seamlessly, almost like a, a Isaiah Thomas back in the day. It's, it's all synerg- synergetically working well. Their bench, I think, is... Yeah, it's not amazing. Not not the biggest fan of, of their depth. I'm not a fan of Brad Wanamaker and uh, Javante Green. No, but actually, Brad Wanamaker's actually been okay. But I, I think that you know the season is far from over, and I think that they can make some moves on the wings. Maybe they could pick up a, a guy, maybe like a Jamal Crawford or something. I don't know. I, I think that they need to add a little bit more depth. But right now, that like they're starting five, four of their starting five. You couldn't ask for a better, you know, and I mean, Gordon Haywood as well, and before he was injured, was mm. playing incredibly. But even now, because he was almost like surplus to their requirements, he's just like another awesome wing. He was playing like their best player. Mm. Now, you know, obviously, I think Jason Tatum and Kemba, every time I like look at their games and like, because I've been doing some recaps for OGG basketball, it's like all of them always have like 20 points, which is just perfect harmony and synergy. Everyone's getting their shots, everyone's putting them up. So, yeah, they're a finals contender, um, but. I think there might still be some moves on the wings for them to like legitimize themselves even further. 
For sure. Um, I, I I read more into the uh, nine and one record than I think you do. Yeah. Uh, I definitely think they are an Eastern Conference. I think they're ten and one now. They just beat Golden State. Ah, uh, yes. I mean, Golds, again. 10 and 1. D'Angelo the- Russell, do not hate on my former love. <laughs> the uh, the opposition has been... They've, they've had a, a relatively easy start to their schedule. Knicks. You know, Wizards. Oh, God, they trashed us. <laughs> um, I didn't really trash you. You only lost by 7 yeah, points. It, it, was- it, it was... Uh, we, we sort of fought back into that game. It was like from yeah. the first quarter, we, we couldn't bite into that lead. And yeah. then it was just a shit game from then like yeah. as it was anyway um in terms of i guess legitimate nba finals contender uh, probably not i think um i think the the quality out east in the, sorry the top tier quality out east is is too strong philly despite their woes of late uh i think are still going to be the number one seed in the east I, i'm i'm more skeptical about them and, and but i think that because Boston have been performing so well, that's why they've elevated themselves. Yeah. For me, uh, I'm... And Boston's only lost game to uh, Philly. Yeah, uh, I think I the only reason I am irrational about it is because I probably had them as my third seed. Like, I'm really high on Toronto. I love Freddie mm. Van V. New and one. Freddie Van V. New and yeah. one contract for him and obviously Spicy Spicy P2, which uh, we'll get to uh, Mr. Spicy Man very shortly. But yeah, the Boston Celtics are playing uh, very, very well. They're being coached very, very well. So yep. all good things for them. Uh, maybe I don't have Spicy P in this episode. Maybe it's the next one. But we will... You've been... Oh, you, you stopped my Spicy P talk I'll, I'll during add... the Dunker. No, Dunker. I, we can Luca. <laughs> We can literally add it in, actually, if you want to, because... Oh, I mean, it, it, does, it we, doesn't matter. We can do a bumper pod, but Nick, we'll get to their long, long, long-time rivals, the LA Lakers, and Jalen Rose had some stuff to say about them. And so, this is the key, though. Their height and their bulk is going to continue to give teams problems. We have LeBron James, Kyle Kuzma, these are 6'9 players. And then all of a sudden, Anthony Davis, a seven-footer, basically shooting threes. Dwight Howard is playing quality minutes. They have JaVale McGee sitting over there as well. So the Lakers have put together a complete basketball team. And I remember being on this show mm-hmm. when people were assassinating Rob Polinka's character. Where, where are those people at now? They're quiet right when now. When he hired Frank Vogel and he made some of the decisions he made in the offseason, now the Lakers are running like a well-oiled machine. Courtesy of the Jalen Rose... The Jalen Rose, the Lakers. There's only a one. There's only one Jalen. There's only one Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, the Lakers are a complete team. Nah, nah, Nick. This is this is Twitter because I think that they have a lot of quality mm. elements to their team. Their defense is outstanding, mm. and they have the best superstar duo mm-hmm. going around. Like LeBron James, Anthony Davis are freaking insane. That they are sounds s- like you are uh, about to have a big butt here. I have a big butt, and I cannot lie. <laughs> That was good. You know that no, was good. No, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> there it is. <clears throat> but they're, they're outside of those top two guys, Kyle Kuzma's good. I, I rate Kyle Kuzma. I don't rate him as highly as a lot of other people. But guys like Avery Bradley, Contavious, crappy player. Oh, yeah. yeah. Case, case, um, and Alex Caruso, Rajan Rondo, who, who I think was back today, or if not back the, the game before. I, I think that they're going to be well put for the, for the regular season, which I didn't, I didn't expect. But come playoffs time, where their rotation is going to shrink, how many minutes is Contavious Coldwell Pope going to play? How much can you rely on Avery Bradley mm. to hit a three ball? Uh, Dwight Howard as a backup center. Is he going to be as engaged then? as he is now and putting up his numbers, you know, one of the block leaders in the league. 
yes, you're going to ride on the coattails of the insane talents of LeBron James and how he is playing mega defense. Mm. The best defense probably maybe in two or three seasons from him. He's been outstanding. And, you know, I remember back in the day of Miami Heat, he was frustrated that he he never won Defensive MVP. Player of the Year. MVP. You reckon LeBron James is MVP? Yeah, I mean... Best, yeah, one of the best. Yeah. He's definitely... I, I did a deep dive into what uh, Harden has done lately, but yeah. uh, he is certainly... Uh, in my mind for MVP at the moment. So you're higher on... So for me, this is twi- Twicky. I'm going Twicky. <laughs> twicky. Yep, I always go in between. I'm a fence sitter. I'm a, we know that for mm-hmm. anyone who's listened to this podcast. Where are you? Because you, before we got to this topic, you seem to be a little bit higher on them. Uh, yeah, I, I am. And I more or less agree with what Rose is saying in that their length is going to give teams a hell of a lot of trouble. Um, is that the same with the Sixers? And I I believe the Sixers will be the top seed in the East. But the funny thing is both of those teams lack three-point shooting. But I guess in the same sort of stance, sure. like in the playoffs, the three-ball, you know, the, the mid-range game becomes more important. But for now, I, I, get, I think the Lakers' size is a, a, a real weapon that they do have. And um, they have you know the luxury of playing AD at center as well, which just absolutely transforms their team mm. into this other mega behemoth. They have a, they do have some sneaky good options. I do agree with Jalen Rose in that they do have a lot of size, and that's going to really be favorable for them. Are they a complete team? No, there's a Wikipedia fact because they're close. Yeah, they're close. They need a little bit of shooting, a little bit of shooting on that team, and then the wrecking balls of. Um, of LeBron James and Anthony Davis, along with Kuz- Kuzma, can can slash. Yeah, Kuz's good. Kuzma, Kuzma can slash. Kuzma can shoot, uh, and it's all of the additions of those those it, plus the, elements. The thing is, plus the shooting. The thing, the thing, yeah. The, with the shooting, it's funny because they're a LeBron James team. You would expect to have, have just a heap of shooting, of shooting, and they yeah. would take a lot of threes. The Lakers aren't, but they're obviously playing a different style of basketball, and they're you know harnessing their defense. And, and that's fine. You know, at the end of the day, mm. it is working for them. But you know, if they could, if they imagine like if Kyle Korver was on this team, like they have Danny Green. Kyle Korver seems to be the solution for. You need shooting. You need shooting. Call Kyle. Kyle, 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 Kyle Korver. <laughs> it's like you know, he needs like his own like infomercial. <laughs> yeah, but sure. Danny Green's been you know really really good too. You know, he's probably like their their three point marksman in, in that sort of sense. But yeah, the Lakers are doing some very very good things and have. Have exceeded my expectations uh, at least mm. at this early stage. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, the Lakers currently fourteenth, uh, I think, in offensive, number one in defense with 12th, under a twelfth, number one on defense with under one hundred points per game. It's pretty insane. <laughs> I think hundred. I think hundred and two was the the three point rate last. Or the, no, sorry, the the defensive rating for like the Jazz last year. Yeah, I, I remember for the majority of the season they were under a hundred. And, well. and the Jazz are, I think, second. So that makes, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's not surprising that Lakers are 26th in three-point percentage. Yeah, when your best three-point shooter is Danny Green, and like LeBron hasn't been shooting the three-ball as well, Anthony Davis isn't shooting it well. Mm. So, and obviously you can't rely on. Troy They're also Daniels. third last in three points attempted. There you go. The Indiana Pacers. Oh my. And the Spurs. And the Spurs. That's that's, Both that's not surprising. Need, uh, and I'm, I saw the Pacers and in person, and they barely took the three-ball. But when they did, they just hit it. Like I mean, they're, 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 they're 5% off. Their percentage is, you know, not great. Uh, the Spurs are actually percentage is not, is not too bad. Which is reflective of but last they, year. But they, they, they don't led, attempt. The Spurs lot, yeah. led the league last year. But yeah. uh, enough chatter about the Spurs. We are actually going to get 
to Pascal Siakam. <laughs> I was horribly confused because I saw Rachel Nichols' name. I'm like, wait, that's not Pascal Siakam. <laughs> that's not Pascal Siakam. We will name. get to Spicy P right now. A testament to the coaching, a testament to the talent. Obviously, Pascal Siakam has been better than I think any of us could have expected. We knew he was going to have to step up. But I don't think anyone saw him stepping up this much. See, Eastern Conference Player of the Week, just named just now, and he could win Most Improved a second year. A second year in a row. In a row. <laughs> I mean, that's that should be in the in the talks, but you know they don't like that. Rachel Nichols breaking the internet, saying that the Pascal Siakam will win Most Improved Player for a second year in a row. Jack, is there any story here? Yes and no, because I think that like we spoke about Pascal Siakam as an MVP candidate. I think mm. if you are in the MVP conversation you can't necessarily if you're in more than one award like unless it's defensive player of the year and mvp like i would have you know brandon ingram and Jalen brown those sort of guys wiggins wiggins yeah those those three would be my number one contenders right now for most improved player i'm not sure what you're doing right now mate. you're killing uh, me yeah no the my la- anal- laptop is uh is going haywire my analysis is on point <laughs> and you're killing me but no the, those three people that we just spoke about those three awesome wings that are having incredible seasons like brendan ingram when i was in person looked like kevin durant he dropped like 40 points he hit absolutely everything pascal siakam is playing like an mvp right now he is shooting the three ball tremendously yeah they're imp- but that's the thing the improvement 37 percent the improvements there, uh, he averaged 36.9% uh, last but year. But he's creating off the top of the break. Like off, yeah. and, and in terms of how he's, he's doing he's it. He's averaging three times. Two times. Two times. Two times. Two times. Over two times more <laughs> uh, three-pointers than he did last year. Six from 2.7. Six wow. from 2.7. That, yeah. That's huge. That's, that's, that's huge. massive. That's huge. And he's hitting them at the same clip. Yeah, a little bit better. And, and, yeah, a little bit better. Um, bit and better. If we were looking at this from uh, just purely like taking awards out of it, Nick, mm. the players that we just spoke about, Andrew Wiggins, Brendan Ingram, Jalen Brown, Pascal Siakam, taking an award out of it, who has improved the most as a player? Is it Pascal Siakam? I think it is. Oh, I think it's Andrew Wiggins. Okay. Really? He was dirt. But, he was dirt. Dirt, Jack. But, but like he was like that that nutrient. <laughs> no. I ain't that. Uh, this is some fancy dirt. <laughs> like store bought dirt. That, uh, I, I can't compete with that. <laughs> Andrew Wiggins could compete with that because he produced. But I, I get what you're saying. For me, it's Pascal because he's doing it this as the guy. Like Jalen Brand is still like a cog in this Boston Celtics machine that we just spoke about. Brandon Ingram has almost been the guy, you know, but Drew Holiday has been performing finally to his capabilities. Uh, and Andrew Wiggins is still the second best player on his team because Carlton Towns is a I mean, a he took a nine-point turn from the season. From the season, he won uh, most improved. He I- increased his productivity by nine points per game. He's doing the exact same thing now. So the argument is there. But I, I, I don't know. Awarding the guy a second time, sure, if he's, if he's deserved it, then... Then sure. The most improved player award seems like the coach's award. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's like who cares? It's like I I unless if I'm not like MVP well, or right. all I NBA mean, or an All Star, just like uh, it doesn't necessarily that's right. who, matter. Who cares? I, I would I would rather see this award go to uh, some of the the guys who were that's poor fair. who have actually seen something, yeah, yeah. rather than someone who's taking who's taken an All Star step to a superstar step to an All NBA like yeah. that is. And he's playing like an All NBA player right now. I feel like the step should be put up, put uh, off, 
at All Star. So once you've once you've reached an All Star worthy level, you can't win Most Improved. That's I guess I, that's fair. I, I, it's, I, th- I think it's it's all all of these awards are subjective. It is why we're discussing them. But we will move on and we'll keep an eye on it because you know our Most Improved players. I can't even remember who I actually picked. Um, oh, I think I had Ingram, and so like I, I would like Ingram to mm. win. No, maybe I picked Ingram two years ago. Can't remember. But Nick, a player <laughs> who can't win it because who, who might win it, who could. Certainly, because he just keeps on putting up points. It would be scary to see what this man had to do to win most improved player. <laughs> it's insane. But T-Mac, former Houston Rocket himself, is speaking about current Houston Rockets superstar, James Harden. Hey, I'll go Giannis. I, I will say this. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, cut me off! I, and this is, this is crazy that I'm thinking this way. I actually think James Harden might average 40 points this year. Not with Russ, sir. T-Mac... Tracy McGrady, the Mr. 13 points in 10 seconds. Something like that. It was something crazy. 30 seconds. Um, 13 points in 10 seconds. I think it happened. I'm fairly sure it was 13 in 10. Okay. Look it up. I can do a lot of things in 10 seconds as well, Nick. Uh, Tracy McGrady, James Harden can average 40 points per game this season. to preface, to preface, preface. To, preface to preface this. I want to, to pre your face. To, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means, that but it sounds sense. disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> don't pre on my face, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like a, it feels like eggs. Like you know the the. the <laughs> Stop speaking, Jack. <laughs> preface. What are your prefaces, mate? Give us a preface. Uh, that this was a pre-season prediction. It was by Mr. T Mac. Yep. Uh, which. I, si- well. I had a similar take with you. you had similar sentimonies? Similar sentimonies. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you said it, Bon. Um, <laughs> you said it, Nick. <laughs> uh, in regards to James Harden being able to average a similar point average as what he did last year, maybe even more. I think I said 38 because that's what he did last season. Uh, he is obviously saying uh, he'll average 40. And you, being the Zach Lowe of this organization, are saying not with Westbrook there. Uh, I'm feeling pretty good about this uh, prediction, but I, I can out... he uh, can he average 40 points? Ugh, Twitter, yeah, because that is that's just even without Russell, that is an insane amount of points. It's per funny game. because like if he didn't start the season so horribly with his shooting percentages, sure, yeah. he would be averaging it right now. Like he'd be averaging like 41. Like if you go go <laughs> to go to like his game logs, like I don't know what he scored today. Like you, you might have to Google oh, that yeah, one. Yeah. Um, but he was uh, he was again very good. But he is been on a hot stretch of late in terms of his shooting he's back to like he's he's great you know, 44 shoot. today so <laughs> 50% from the field 42% from 3 85 from the strut so it's, it's it's man this could actually happen and it would be it's funny because I watched him play um, against in in person uh, against the Brooklyn Nets, and I ha- I mean I hate watching him play. It was very very. <laughs> and maybe if you were there, it would have made me like, like oh Nixie, he thirty six like- a game last year, uh, averaging thirty eight right now. And if you add that forty four in, maybe he's he might be even the yeah I, and yeah half. this might be a game behind you. It's right. yeah. it's insane what he is doing right now, and he is doing this with Russell Westbrook because I think Russell Westbrook is playing a complementary role to to him. Sure, and- that's that's. This is what I was saying, Jack. I don't get many takes right. Let me have this one. I'm giving it to you, mate. I'm giving you... you, Yeah, points points per game. Points per game leader at the moment. Not surprising field goal. He's leading field goal attempts. uh, Three-point field goals and attempts, which is... that The field goals is surprising. He's leading field goals. Because he shoots 15 a night. He's going to... I mean... Even if he makes five of them. He's got 40 more three-pointers attempts than (laughs) second on that list. That's a lot. So, so Damian Lillard has 114 attempts, 
for the season and James Harden has 154. It's been like 10 games. Four. That means he's shooting like 14 or 15 a game. It's a, uh, All right. Uh, but it, it's working. <laughs> and it, it, that's why, in terms of a, a player that could ever do it, and uh, I... I I don't like it aesthetically, and we've spoken about this at length. But I respect the hell out of it. Mm. Like James Harden is going going to go down in history as, and we've discussed this on the pod. Like when Daryl Morey was sort of saying he's a better scorer than mm. Michael Jordan, he's going to go down as one of the best scorers in the history of the game. Uh, uh yeah. I mean, if he has a few more seasons at this clip, if he has one more season at this clip, because like he averaged like over thirty five points last year, like thirty six, wasn't it? 36, 36 last season, the year before uh, was 30. Okay. Uh, then 29, 29, 27. Like, this this guy might... Uh, his first... You, you, what's really miring him is his oh, opening away, years... Because he was a six-man. That's right. His opening years at OKC. As soon as he got traded to Houston, it was 25, 25, 27, 29. Given, and then when Mike D'Antoni sure. was installed as coach, it was yeah. just like it went from you know, to level 11. It's like turning it up in Spinal Yeah, because like, game started in his last year in OKC was two. Yeah. He started two games. He started all 78 he played in um in Houston. In his first season. Well, yeah, because they, Daryl Morey saw something in him analytically and yep. he is a, an absolute behemoth. But this might have to be one of the sound bites, I think. I was, was going to say, if, if he has another season like this, I think that he would be the greatest scorer the at his position. So, greater Point- than Kobe? Point guard, shooting guard, I th- I would think so. And it, it, I mean, it depends what if you're looking at the lifetime of a career. Obviously, he's going to lose out that battle. Yeah. He spent a lot of his time as that sixth man. But if we're talking peaks, peaks of peaks. Yeah, yeah. If he has another season, we're showing that this isn't just a flash in the. Uh, Kobe did score eighty-one points in in a single game. Sure. Uh, Harden has 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 Harden done a seventy? I feel like no, he's Harden. Had a, he's had a few. He's had a sixty. Yeah. I think he had a sixty point triple yeah, double. That's that's right. Yeah. Um, which is another thing that is not only does he score, he assists. He assists at an insane rate. Every as well. every there isn't a team in the league where the system is catered towards one player better and sure, more than that's, that's right. Whereas you know ours is somewhat to Kyrie, but like in in that sort of sense. It is James Harden's team. Like yeah. it's not the Houston Rockets. It's the Houston James Harden's. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think he would give this get this opportunity at many other teams. No, and that's many fine. other teams don't give their star the opportunities that yeah. uh, Harden has. Yeah. It's just he is able to capitalize it, and he scores in such an efficient way. In the fact that he goes to the stripe, um, in that sense, and obviously that doesn't take time off the clock. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's how Devin Booker got his um, got point. his yeah got his seventy point game. He's been awesome, by the uh, way. He has been, uh, but he gets to the line, and that's how he racks up the majority of his points. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if he's scoring points, then he's getting wins for his team. Yeah, that's true. Like, that's true. But I, yeah. When he's scoring efficiently, like that, that's sure. That's what uh, I will preface. This is with. this is gonna be the knock on his start. It's just his. He's been shooting atrociously. But it he did, has. But it did only take him like five games to get over that. Of course, mini but people people don't like James Harden, Jack. They will find anything. I don't like and James ev- Harden. They will find anything and everything to hate on his game. Yeah, of course, people will not forget the start he had. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, but a guy who has had an equally sizzling start is the rookie out in Memphis. Let's have a word with Ja Morant and the guys at No Dunks. Up or down? on John Morant winning Rookie of the Year. So, Zion will be the only one that can 
quote unquote catch him here in rookie of the year. You're throwing RJ out already? Yeah, yeah 100%. I mean, they, John Morant is lapping, I think, the field. RJ, not even close to John Morant. Not even close. Why? What? Yeah. Why? Because he's doing, he's averaging 18, he's leading the rookie class in scoring. Yeah, number and two. Assists, number two is. And is uh, probably ranks what? 10th or 11th in minutes. He only plays 27 minutes a game. He he's plays in Memphis. Game-saving block on Kyrie Irving. Game-winning assist for the Crowder, same game. Now mm-hmm. he has a game-winning layup. Mm-hmm. The, guy's a, the guy's a star. So, Jackie Boy, do you agree with the uh, with the gents yes. at uh, No Dunks that uh, Ja Morant well, one is of the gents. running... One of the gents, yes. Uh, ja Morant is running away with this Rookie of the Year award. Um, I, I agree with right now. But it's a it's a small sample size in terms of what he is doing. Like I saw RJ Barrett, and I think RJ Barrett is still in that sort of race. I know you love your Knicks rookies, mm-hmm. Kevin Knox. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yes, thank you, thank you. Uh, just for bringing that up again. You were getting you a bitch. You were getting a little bit high on your own supply <laughs> earlier with your own takes. I had to bring you right back down. <laughs> and and I I mean I've experienced it. I was watching as I was about to get on the flight to uh, Los Angeles. I had on my phone. I was watching the Grizzlies. Nets game as I was in the airport mm. and I was like throwing my arms and people like looking at me and he was he he was a dude man like he is just a stud like he is made for this league he plays like Derek Rose with a reckless abandon he just he lives for the occasion and I th- Memphis has a great future with him and, and Jaron Jackson under their wings but RJ Barrett is good too I, I think RJ Barrett has more flaws and I don't see super stupid super duper star potential in him like i do in ja moran but i think that the floor of a guy like rj barrett is quite high whereas ja moran's floor i, I think could be quite erratic and because mm. he plays with such a, an insane amount of, of 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 carefree nature like he might get injured mm. really really soon like he's had some some tough falls but rj barrett I, th- I still think is a contender and i mean you know zion is waiting in the wings whenever he gets himself ready and good to go what I'm seeing from RJ right now is a shooter doing first-year shooter things. So his percentages, not amazing. He's not a good three-point shooter anyway. He's a good mid-range shooter. Uh, I mean, this this free throw, uh, this three-point percentage is really... It's horrible. Like, I... I it, it's... It, it bad. In, it's... It, it bad. It bad. And when I was at the, the Kings game, he... he the, the good thing is he still drives with ferocity and physicality sure, yeah. in, in a way that is really positive. But his free throw shooting, yes, yeah, I think it's an aberration. Like he, he, I think across his like college career, he's like around 65, 70, which is still pretty poor for, for a guard. But mm. again, Karis LeVert, you know, just from him, he, he frustrates the hell out of me as a guard sort of wing type that mm. should be better from the line. It's one thing that, you know, it just frustrates me. But Ja Morant, yeah, I, I think right now, if if we're talking, if we were judging, you know, uh, rookie of the year based off eleven games, he has run away with it. But I, I, we have yeah, seventy, I think so as seventy well. one right, games yeah. to go. And I think that was the um, the argument there was that uh, no one's going to remember the things that John Moran has done. I think they will early, but I I do I do think they will when uh, you know it's not like you have to commit to memory of these things. People will remind you with highlights when it comes time to voting time. You heard of YouTube? Yeah. No, please. I mean, please. Educate me. Half of our podcast is... Twitter will not let you forget no, the no, great no. things that Ja Morant has done. Not at all. Uh, and when it comes to the, I guess, the, the court of public opinion, maybe RJ gets there. RJ's still got a lot of time to have these sort of moments. Yeah. 
But Jala's having them right now. He is scoring uh, semi... I mean, sorry, not semi-efficiently. Pretty damn efficiently. Yeah, that's really uh, good. With a 51 effective field goal percentage. That's not great, but everything else... Uh, actually... I, I think what is dragging that down throw, is, yeah. is free throw at 73%. But uh, 43%, 44% from three, uh, which is, you know... It's all right. He's only taking two a game. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's these moments. It's these moments that yeah. really solidify you... Because no one's got, no one gives a crap about the stat line you had in that game. But you had a game-saving block. Yeah. You had a game-saving assist to Jay Crowder, and you had a a game-winning and a game-winning shot. Yeah, like all in the first ten games. Yeah, uh, the guy is a stud, uh, and I think he is far superior than RJ Barrett, which was my pick for Rookie of the Year. Um, my Smokey, apart from Zion. But there is still time. Barrett is time. still in the uh, New York media. Yeah. And so any good thing that he does will be hyped. Uh, and Knicks, this is the reason that they're watching the Knicks. It's just pronunciation on basketball reference. RJ Barrett. Yeah, but the, if you say that with an American accent, RJ Barrett. Oh, right. You know? okay, like, yeah. I'm sorry to Eddie. Uh, my American accent. That was it not? But you're an Australian. Uh, You've got no frame of reference. No, I know. It's I'd, like when I hear Americans put on a uh, Australian accent, I'm like, I, that is not good. I do. I co-host a podcast with an American. It's true, but I you're hit, not American. I am not. I don't you're do, know what it's like, man. Uh, yes, Nick. Um, let's get to <laughs> our, our, our final few topics, and we'll get to Brooklyn. Uh, yeah, Brooklyn yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo. Woo. How good is it to hear the music, Jack? I've got goosebumps. To, to do the woo. woo, woo do woo, the woo. Woo, woo, woo. Do the do. Do the do. Do the do. <laughs> Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. Um, Got an oval. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That is probably my favorite South Park episode. The NASCAR episode. That is Scott, <laughs> Dan, Scott Dan, Tenement Dan, must Dan, die Dan with Patrick. <laughs> I'm dumber and stupid uh, oh god anyway that is a great South Park episode go check it out uh, Andre via Andre Snellings don't say it yet you gotta play the clip oh man. we gotta play the clip yes Ooh, lucky you caught me alright like oh, I'm let, in the let's, room let's play this clip hi it's in the room his skill set isn't entirely unique you know the handle makes it uh, ESPN top 10 type play something that, that you know he becomes Uncle Drew and, 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 and the fans like to see but that doesn't really change his impact on the court. Like <laughs> you could have a, a old Andre Miller type that's just basic, you know, fundamental dribbling that still gets the job done, just not in aesthetic as in as aesthetic a way. And so, yeah, I think for those types of reasons, Kyrie tends to maybe be a little more overrated than his actual impact on the court would suggest. Oh, Jackie boy, yeah, right. Kyrie Irving is more overrated than his actual impact on the court would suggest. So I partly agree with some vent, of this. Vent, Jackie boy. Just punch some. Just, just punch my wall. <laughs> there's a lot of Kyrie stuff bubbling around lately. I posted a clip of him where he shoved Jana Musa, and that created such a kerfuffle. Um, but in that sort of sense, Kyrie has performed poorly the past two games where we've needed him to step up. His shoulder um, has been an issue. His shot has been incredibly short. Like, and that is reflective of the shoulder issue. He is missing the, the three ball on occasions where you would normally expect him to go in. And that's why when he said he doesn't have a unique skill set, I completely disagree. One, the handle. One, he is improved as a passer. And two, three, four, he is one of the best three-point shooting point guards in the league. 
when he's at his best. I hope he gets rested against the Bulls. But in terms of the impact that he's had, if you're going back to the Boston Celtics days, yes, I think he needs to be the number two sort of guy. But right now, he isn't the main issue that is wrong with the Brooklyn Nets right now. And without him, some of the wins that we have had, we wouldn't have. But there's just so many stylistic sort of fits. And Kyrie Irving just draws so much attention from the media, from narratives, and from Boston Celtics fans that he is always going to get criticized for something. Something. No matter what he does, someone is going to find something to criticize him about. And it's funny because out of everything he's done this season, they are nitpicking to the nth degree. And it's frustrating because even if I wasn't a Brooklyn Nets fan, I would be like, Let's lay off this dude. Like, I was as... You know this. I was as vocal as anyone because, you know, as a teacher, I was as vocal as anyone when he dropped the flat earth BS. Yeah. And I went in on him. But then, you know, I also, you know, came around to him just being like a, a sort of free sort of dude, an independent sort of guy. But I still He's don't... He's a truth seeker, Jack. Yes. He's a truth seeker. Yes, but I, do, I don't... <laughs> I don't agree with like some of the things that he does, but in terms of what he's done within this Brooklyn Nets organization, he ha- he isn't perfect. He's not you know the perfect leader, but we are going way too overboard, and I think he does impact positively, especially with this Brooklyn Nets team. I uh, agree. I was a I was a fairly big uh, Kyrie Irving non-believer in his early days, uh, literally until uh, his playoff performances. And I'm like, this guy can cook. Yeah. This guy, this 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 guy's great. Uh, he moved to Boston, and his impact was felt through the organization as not so much as a positive impact. Uh, for this specific take, I think a valuable stat to take is value over replacement player. And like when you start going into these stats, man, deep, deep dive stats. It, it can sort of get a little bit convoluted. So you take this with a grain of salt, but his VORP at the moment is the lowest it's been. Uh, and this is his value over a point guard that is deemed average. So if that's if, if your average point guard production, uh, uh, I think it's box plus minus, is put on a bell curve, then he is compared to that average. And it's only 0.7 at the moment, where his averages are around 2 to 3. Uh, with four, uh, four and four point seven in Boston last year, and Boston, that, that Boston experiment was regarded as a failure. I His think greatest it- VORP was regarded as a failure, um, and I think that really displays the impact he has at the moment. And I don't think it's too big because he's not playing too well. Yeah, and uh, in terms of if we're if we're going into sheer wins. Um, I think he's grown as a player, and I made all of this um, evident in our preseason predictions. I think he's grown as a player. He's learnt from the Cleveland and the Boston experiences. He's brought those experiences to Brooklyn. He's going to be a better, more round, well-round, matured player in that respect. He needs to find some basketball form uh, to win you guys some games because the games that you have won have been, have been honestly, have been clutch um, Kyrie performances. Yeah, and, and in that sort of sense of the imagination, in the games that we, we had chances to win, it, Kyrie would normally hit those shots. But also, we've gotten... A, again, just... Actually, you know what? I'm going to save it. Just listen to the Brooklyn Buzz iTunes, <laughs> iTunes and Spotify. And, if you and, want all, all of your Brooklyn media... I mean, this is a this is essentially a segment that we made to promote the Brooklyn Buzz. <laughs> and the Wiz- Wizards Woes was bored because I needed a segment too. Um, it's only fair. Yeah, this We're is egalitarian. This is, a, uh, this is a... If you want your Brooklyn Nets... 
fix and obviously jack is a very uh, knowledgeable man and nick Faye as well uh being hardcore brooklyn fans go subscribe to the brooklyn buzz wizards woes for nick he's a pretty uh, passionate <laughs> fan himself woo the washington wizards make a noise i drank some bleach all the way down to the blue and now i'm starting to feel like harry potter's I don't know if you can hear the fist bump in the microphone. <laughs> you can, they can feel the energy in the music. Better. This is it, this. It's a, it's a great fist, jam. No, we didn't do um, uh, Wizards Boys last episode. At no, theater. that's right. I yeah. need to always find something. Like if even if it was like about <laughs> Mo Wagner, I just want to hear the music. Just hear that music. I'll just play it at the end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, John Wall will return and play for the Wizards this season. Why, Nick? John Wall's Duncan. Why? John Wall is Duncan. He is looking spry. Honestly, amazingly so. What is he on? I hope it's not the PEDs that uh, all the other... (laughs) Wilson Chandler and (laughs) All the other players are on. It's funny because there is a player on my uh, basketball team who is also recovering from a Achilles injury. (laughs) And he is much less advanced in his recovery. He has just been shooting at gyms and that looks really cool and that's garnered a heap of attention. But... Dunking is a completely different thing in terms of how you test your body well, and that, the that's lower right. ailments. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, there was videos coming out of, of KD practicing shooting. Yep. Uh, obviously, there's nothing wrong with his hands. So just a, a standard jump shot isn't the most strenuous on his body. Uh, we all know that he actually got injured on that initial burst forward and yep. the twinge of his... Uh, that was It still haunts my dreams. That's not um, but this is a major development. Uh, obviously, this guy is supremely athletic anyway, even at his lowest forms. Mm-hmm. It, it puts blokes like myself to shame. Um, Anyone puts blokes like you to shame. <laughs> <laughs> blokes like you to shame. Um, let's, let's, yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah, and you're right. This is a, a new way and a, a challenging way to test yourself physically. And he's... He's looking good. Like, oh is he man. coming back, Nick? Honestly, are you going to wear is... the jersey and the jumpers and everything? This is a fact, but I'm oh. not sure that he should. Okay, I'm not sure that he should. Like, what's the point? What the... for hope? Is I'm pretty devoid of all hope now. <laughs> I mean, just beat the tables. I shouldn't be Mo Wagner. It's Mo Wagner, MVP. Mate. Mo for <laughs> MVP. Eminem. He's he's already there. MV, Mo Wagner. He just needs the P. No, Wagner is with a W. He's oh, German. no. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Wagner. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> that's like, right. That's like right. Ars- yeah. It's like Arsene Wenger. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. okay. Arsene God damn Wenger. European uh, pronunciations. MWP. <laughs> it's, re- it's renamed for him specifically. <laughs> for, just for Mo Wagner. Yeah, that's right. Okay, that was a bit of a blonde moment. Uh, but I, I think he will, just because I, th- I think the Wizards organization need to... Again, I think it's going to come down to hope. I think he will play. Interesting. And even if it's just the last 10 games, he'll be like, John Moore's back. This is our future. You know, get around it. We lose all 10 of those games. And we're going to Washington <laughs> Bay before it. Well, I'll go in there with you. I, I think it, it'll be massive hype to even just end the season on a good note with him coming back, cool. maybe playing some good games. And that's the hope. Like Paul George he, did it when he broke his leg and, and for Indiana. So. But I, 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 I think his best play is... Two, two years removed. Again, that's how you thought about the Kevin Durant injury. But Nick, sure. you got your own segment that I made up and I do for you, <laughs> but you did the music, so here you go, Nick's numbers. Oh, 
all people can come up with statistics to prove anything. 40% of all people know that. With his 42nd triple-double, Russell Westbrook has broken the single-season record for NBA history. He got it! 14 threes in a game! That better crunch the numbers. 40. Some more, some 40, crunch the numbers. There's many a pop culture is, reference is in the, there. Is that the first time we've played that music? Uh, no, we've played it We've played it before. Last, so, last episode. It. Yeah, yeah. I didn't hear it. It's really cool. Uh, uh, the really episode really before, like. I think we had it as well. No, we oh, oh, no, we didn't. No. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, okay. Uh, Rick and Morty, by the way, was the other one. Yeah, uh, that was, uh, yes, it was. And we, and crunch we had, the no- iced tea. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny. Like, when we come up with these things, we always just like, I always just look up Simpsons. Yeah, Rick pop, and Morty, pop culture. Uh, obviously, Rookie Watch had a, uh, a Rick and Morty thing in there as well. Pop culture Expect is a great thing. Expected. That's right. Rick um, and Morty's back, by the way. Is it? Is it? Yeah, season four started. Oh, has it started? Yep. <gasps> oh boy! I downloaded let's, the episode. Let's let's stop this podcast right now. Um, <laughs> Do the you've got d- oh, yeah, last thing on the podcast. All right. So courtesy of uh, Jack Manuel, uh, who, who who came up with this stat for me, <laughs> who took it from ESPN stats. Um, Jason Tatum finished Monday uh, his game against Dallas, one of eighteen. The second worst shooting performance by a Celtics player over the last 65 years with a minimum of 15 field goals attempted. Uh, it is also tied for the second worst shooting percentage by any player in a win over the last 65 seasons with a minimum of 15 field goal attempts. It's bad. Uh, it was a, a night to remember for Jason Tatum. For the wrong reason. Uh, f- and yes. Uh, uh, sorry. A night to forget. Oh, you remember, oh, remember it? it fondly. I mean, Kobe's doing. He took that training with Kobe, <laughs> and it seems to. He's emulated Kobe's game perfectly. Mamba mentality, baby. Doesn't matter how many you make, it's Keep how shooting. many you attempt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that needs to be like his tagline, or like that needs to be like a new Nike shirt. Well, I mean, that's essentially what you you miss all the shots you don't take. Yeah. I mean, you also miss seventeen of the shots that you did take. True. <laughs> Very true, my friend. Oh, Very Jason Tate. Oh, but he has, he's been amazing. He's been he's great been, He's been great for yep. the Celtics. Uh, this was obviously... Uh, Aberration. Yes. At a, a poor uh, a poor performance, but that just is one. that is all. Just the one. And it, but, it, but it came out with some good stats. The best of us have it. Yeah. That's right. All right. This wasn't a bad performance from us. Jack. Yes. It's Nick. a long podcast. We, we like this long. Is, this is... We like long. Yeah. Who doesn't like long? Everyone likes long. Long, Luke thick, long. juicy, girthy. All of those words. <laughs> Luke Longley. The, <laughs> the good words. Uh, so, if you've made it, uh, if you've made it this far through, congratulations! congratulations. I think it's the longest podcast in a very long time. Uh, yeah, hour twenty, hour twenty-one at the moment. Yeah, bang, bang, at the hour twenty. Uh, so we've done well, uh, but put you out of your misery. That just about does it for another week. I would just like to say thank you for tuning in to Just Ball Things. You can catch us on the Nothing But Net Dash Radio channel. As always, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Pocket Casts. Uh, wherever it is you listen to your podcasts, except for Spotify. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry about those who listen to us on uh, Well, they don't listen to us on Spotify. Who have to go if other they names. do, tell us. Pocket Cast. Seriously, it's free now. It's it's, it's an app I downloaded uh, for sure. Android. Uh, obviously, Google Apple Podcasts and Google Pods as well, yeah, yeah. if you're subscribers. Uh, so do us a solid and leave us a rating and review there as well. Helps us out a bunch. Remember, it's you guys that make the show great, so we appreciate any and every post heading our way. So until next week, keep on superstar.